y'all ready to be taught today? Yeah. <laughs> now is the time if you need to go to the restroom. <laughs> now would be a good time. Yeah. Y'all about to go into another dimension today. Amen. 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 My God, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Yeah. It is really good. Good, Mom, so good to see you. As so, so good to see you worshiping, hands up, glory to God. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is, y'all, but, you know, God show you some things sometimes. Man, I tell you what, I am so glad I'm on this end. I used to be on the other end. I used to be on the end of sin, and I used to be on the end of uh, everything void of God. And, um, and I saw nothing wrong with it. I thought I was doing, I thought I was doing right until the real light came to me. Amen. And when I saw the error of my ways and I saw where my mind was polluted and I saw where, um, what I was selfish about and I saw, I didn't see anything of God in me. And when I tell you what, when you get the real love of God and you're really born again, Amen. when you are for real, you're not playing church and you're not playing you know, you're the called out ones and you're not playing, you know, you're going in and out. When you really have settled in your spirit that I'm going to serve God Jesus. and I'm going to give him my everything. Amen. See, when you really are serious about that, such a peace come over you. Anybody can just say what they want, it won't affect you. I mean, when you really sell out to him like he did. See, we, we forget the cross. They don't even teach the cross in church. They don't teach the blood. and They don't teach that, you know, the apostolic teachings. They don't do any of that. They teach you about you. They teach you about what you need instead of seeking who you really need. See, when you stop playing and stop, uh, you know, doing the, the lukewarm thing, and when you get on fire for God, See, when you get on fire for God, everything else around you, either going to get consumed or it's going to leave. It cannot stay. So are you ready to get consumed with his fire, Amen. with his love? Are you, I mean, this is why we come to worship. This is why we come here. Life is going to change. Yes, amen. Life is going to change. Amen. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Life it's going to change. It's not going to stay the same. That's right. But it's all predicated. It's all predicated on who you know, not what you know. Amen. It's going to be who you know. See, I could give you 21 principles to your success. I could do that. I could manipulate you because you don't know the word. It could be done. I could merchandise my anointing. Now what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Amen. What does it? What does it mean? To lose my soul. There's one truth. There's one God. 
There's one baptism. There's one faith. And what happens is when you bring that to the world, guess what they do? They reject it. That's what they basically just what they do. They turn it back. And you read that scripture, Peaches? Every knee is going to bow. And every tongue shall confess. Who is he talking to? That's right. Pretty much the Bible is always coming to the believer. But in few scriptures, he's talking about the world. He's letting you know. He's letting you know. And he says we're without excuse. We have no excuse. You see this? It would be called the Torah. It was in Jerusalem. But Torah means what, students? Teachings and what? Instructions. So he's telling you, if you do anything outside of this, and if any other angel come to you preaching another Jesus other than this he said you're going to be in error this is instruction and teaching so we're without excuse we are without excuse he's the just judge he's not the unjust judge he's not the unjust he's the just God see last thing I'm going to say Mel before we go until you start teaching this is what we don't believe. This is what we don't believe. When you go to a person and you ask them, they don't, they don't get it. They don't believe it. It's not true to them. But his word shall not return back to him what? Void. His word is a living word. It is true. So when you go to a person, right, this is how powerful the word of God is. If you go to that person just once, not multiple times, just once and say do you know Jesus do you want to know Jesus I can show you I have instructions I have a manual that can teach you when you say no you are accountable If no one else ever witnessed to you ever again, ever again, you are accountable for what you heard that day. That's why he said today is the day of salvation. Because tomorrow is not promised to you. Amen. Man, the word of God is powerful. You were just saying about really if we ever decide to commit our lives to Christ, and I was thinking about the body of Christ, the church, how often the leaders of the church really don't require or place a demand on the people of God to live holy. And so we have gotten accustomed to not obeying the word of God. We've gotten very accustomed to doing our own thing when we want to do what we want, 
and then when we want to apply the Word of God in our lives. And until you really come to a place of really committing your life to Christ, your life is never going to change for the better. But the day that you do, there's going to be an immediate dynamic change Amen. for your life forever. Ever. And your life will not be the same. Immediate dynamic change. So we're going to get on the word of God. Amen. We're on part two, hope against hope. Hope against hope. And we talked about that. We really talked about really what hope is. We talked about what against is. So we can just quickly just do a small review of what is hope. Really, we know that the modern world think that hope is basically kind of based on no assurance, no certainty. Hope is kind of almost like I wish. Mm. I hope things turn out right. Uh, that's not the biblical hope. But the worldly hope is I hope that things turn around for me. I, I hope that things get better for, for me in my situation because you're on the wish factor and you're not on the eternal hope factor. And the hope is in God, not in your concept of hope, your feelings. It's not about a feeling thing. And I believe this is where we get hope all messed up when we talk about hope. Hope is an indication of certainty. It's a strong confidence of expectation. You have a strong confidence of expecting a change in your life. And I guess today, throughout this teaching, I want you to consider, near the end, what are you hoping for? So write that down in your notes if you're taking notes. What am I? I'm hoping for. Are you hoping for anything? Mm -hmm. What are your hopes? Not wishing. And again, hope, hope is an indication of certainty that it's definitely going to happen. Hope is not wishing that it happened. You, are, you have hope because you believe that it's definitely going to happen. As sure as you know your name is what it is, you are expecting with high expectancy, you have some type of hope or something or some person. And the question is, as a believer, what are you hoping for? What are your hopes? So when we get towards the end, I'm going to ask you know, a couple of people about that. <laughs> and then actually get you to compare once I explain to you again, in a deeper understanding of hope by one of our great patriarchs of hope, and that is Abraham. Yeah. So in the teaching last week that you, in part one, mm -hmm. Hope Against Hope, I just want to know um, real quick, did we, have we, since last week, have y'all really been adjusting your conversation or your uses of the word hope? You know, because you had different understanding of what hope really meant. My own self, I had to make sure, because a lot, a lot of times we put hope with hopelessness. There's no certainty. And in our thinking, in our conversation since last week, we want to make sure that you, have you found yourself, I got Whitney saying yes, you did. And when it comes to hope, how you're using that word now and your understanding of it. Has it, has it profited you any? 
Have you changed your idea from the teaching? Because it really was revelatory on hope. Because every time you hear hope, people think it's, you know, well, I, I just hope it happened instead of even praying. I just hope that it mm -hmm. happened. And they're using hope as, you know, this is just, you know, the back door in case it don't work out. Mm -hmm. But hope should be, I'm in hope because I'm in, I'm on a, it's an assurance that what I'm hoping for shall happen. A high expectancy. It's a high expectancy. And that's why I think that where we really don't have a grasp on hope right. is that hope, the nature of hope is future and also is invisible. The nature of hope is that is in the future and is not tangible initially. It's invisible. Hope is. It's in the future and it's invisible. That's the nature of hope. But because of a sure hope that we have, you, you should have high expectations of it coming to pass. That's what has caused you to hope. Mm. And if you don't have high expectation, it's not hope. Do you have any high expectation of anything? I'm saying high expectation. It's what's driving you. You have a, a deep hope for something because you have set these expectation of it coming to pass. Yes. You can see it again but it's invisible hope is invisible but you can see it mm. kind of like god uh. he's invisible but you can see him kind of like the wind you can't see the wind but you can see the effect of it when it Amen. goes on the trees or goes on the ocean or knocks over a building you can mm. see the effect of it you can't see it Amen. but you can see the effect of it it's like god you can see you can't see him, but God is love. You can see the and you can feel of love. Yeah, and you can, you feel, can feel God. That wind. Yeah, you can feel it. Amen. Hope. What are you hope? Are your hope based on earthly things? Is it based on or? Because our list of hope in this life, even as believer, is is a sad case. And this is what I was talking about. Is that it's very alarming, sad fact that Christian they are falling into such a deep form of darkness when it comes to their lack of confidence in God. Mm. Your lack of confidence in God. You're falling into a real deep, dark place due to your lack of confidence in the word of God. You don't believe it. You read it, but you don't believe it. Because what you see, you believe. You believe your circumstance. You believe that you don't have money in your bank account because that's what you see. But what you can't see, you don't believe. Mm. Got it wrong. Huh? The word says, you call yourself poor, but I call you rich. And you receive poor because you can't see rich. Or healed. You're healed, and they call you healed, but you... You gotta hit because it. you feel sick, you believe, you believe you're sick. So again, why do you believe what you see and it can change? It can change. What you see can change. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that. You're thinking about how many people have a job? 
The majority of everyone have a job, right? Majority. And on Monday, and on Monday, everyone scheduled to go to work on work. Monday. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Monday. Uh, come on. You're not thinking about when you wake up in the morning. You don't have a job. You're not thinking. You're not gonna think. You're not gonna have a job, right? You're thinking about going to your job. You think about it right now. But you. Exactly, because I think about it on Friday. I'm go. thinking about Monday. There you go. You're thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Mm -hmm. But thank God for the job. But the question is, you could actually walk in there and they could tell you that you're fired, right? That has happened to some of us? Okay. That means that what you see, see? can on. change. Mm. So why do you trust what you see? see. <laughs> and God said the invisible is what you should trust, what you can't see. see. Oh. He said, because I change not. Oh. I'm always the same. Your family, your friends, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, people changed. He says, but I change not. People change based on how you treat them. Or, right. what you, or what you can give them. Or what you can give them. They change. I mean, you know, this is what I say about people when they initially first get married. They, and they, they're planning. They, they love it. The love is so deep. Initially. And, and you, you just, you know, everything about the person you love. But somehow, down in the relationship, if you're challenging your finances and, and what the, the spouse could do uh, uh, and can't do any longer, you now see them differently because things are not the same. Not the same. Everything about you, I was loving. I was loving, you know, how your, your, your body form and shape. I loving your voice, how you was talking to me on the telephone. Now I hear your voice. I, I'm holding the phone, but yeah, I'm responding, but can he please hang up? Why? Because your circumstance or situation changed. And so now your relationship towards that person starts to change. Your love is not endless. It has an end. And your end depends upon a circumstance or situation. Let a person have money in the bank. Have a shelter. The things of like yeah. materialistic things, you're good, feeling good. Mm -hmm. But allow one day that the car, the home, the situation is removed away. from you, mm -hmm. then you are upset. Mad, angry. You're mad, you're angry. Scared. I ain't did nothing to you. I'm not, I didn't cause you to be fired, let go from your job. You look at me, you're mad at me now. But this is what this is what happened. And so we're talking about hope against hope, when there seems to be no reason to hope. And this is what will help a lot. Oh, my sister Sherry is coming. Oh, glory to God. Oh, man. Amen. Sherry, how you doing? All right. Y'all want to sit up front, y'all? Is she good? You want to go right here? Glory to God. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Glory to God. <laughs> you don't want to sit down. You want to sit, sit right there? Right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Um, we have a, a doctor. We got another pillow right here if you want that. You okay? 
All right. Glory oh, to God. <laughs> this, this is <laughs> family. <laughs> this is, we're all family here. Yeah. Uh, good to see you, Dominique. Amen. Yeah. All right. Good to see family. All right. But it is wonderful. This is the, this is Melvin's sister that we've been praying for. Yeah. This is Melvin's sister who we've been visiting and believing God. And she yeah. spoke her word, said she yeah. was coming. And guess what? Yeah. Her word did not return back void. She's Amen. here. Amen. Amen. And she's here. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. I'm sorry. Y'all can Amen. see what y'all want. I'm going to get me a hug. Amen. All right. In the middle. Amen. 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 Man. Amen. See, that's what I'm talking about, faith. Amen. Coming in sight of I'm God Almighty. My Lord. I mean, <sighs> we have so many reasons why we don't come to the house of God. And this is to any and, and everyone that has ever thought of a reason not to come to the house of God. And I just have to stand up. Amen. If you have ever thought and I have myself, and, and at some time in my life, I'm tired. I just don't feel like going to church. I'm tired. Oh, I just don't feel I have a cold. I have to work tomorrow. I need to sleep in a little longer. Mm. Or someone else that lives with you just don't want to come, and you feel more comfortable staying home with him or her. So we don't come. We don't come for the very purpose of God created us. He created for the purpose for you to praise and worship him. Amen. And come together and gather. And so you can't decide that I'll just do that from my home. Because you know what? Because mm -hmm. you're not going to do it from your home. You can barely do it when you come to the gathering. Mm -hmm. Because you could not wake up mm -hmm. the next morning. But we take it for granted. We take life for granted. Amen. We take uh, just being able to move, having mobility for granted. Mm. And God permits and he allows for that to happen. He allows for you to go to work. Mm. This is why we should praise him. This is why we should exalt him. He allows for you to wake up and your children are in health. Mm. Had a uh, little baby here, nothing wrong, healthy. healthy. He permitted and allowed. Mm. God graced that because every Amen. child that's born is not born totally healthy. That's right. And not with all of their limbs. These are the things that we take for granted. We take for granted that our child, when our child is born, that our child can see he or she has perfect sight. That they can hear. Some children are born without hearing and without sight. We take that for granted. And you find a reason to avoid your God, to stay away from your God. And he has permitted, he has allowed for you to live another day. As miserable as you may think your life might be that day, he allowed for you to live. So think about the next time that you want to sleep on God. You just might continue to sleep. That's a possibility because as I say many Sundays, Eternally. as I say many Sundays, there are some people that did not wake up this morning. Everybody's had somebody that we love and they've passed away, right? Yes. So they didn't wake up. You got people sitting around their tables right now trying to figure out 
well, how are we going to bury them? And yeah. when are we going to have the service? And yeah. what are we going to do? You know, mm -hmm. they didn't have no insurance. And what are we going to do? You know, so around the table, while we're here, there are people doing that right now. They just lost their child. They mm -hmm. lost their parent. And yes. I lost my parent. So I know what that feels like. Yes. But we come together, he said, forsaken not the assembling of yourselves together. Mm -hmm. Because when we come together, you draw strength. Amen. When I see mom come through the door, it draws strength. When I saw you come, I'm about to contain, con contain myself in this chair because I see faith Amen. coming Amen. through. And Amen. The Bible says that he's going to look mm -hmm. for faith in the earth. Can I find it anywhere? Mm -hmm. So when I saw her taking every step, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. She took another step. I'm watching her. She's resting right there. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I'm seeing God. Yes. He tried to take her out. She's sitting right here Amen. where she said she was going mm -hmm. to be. Amen. This is y'all, some of y'all sisters in here. Yeah. It's my sister. It's your sister. <laughs> it's your sister. aunt right there. Yeah. It's your sister. Amen. See, this is why we have to come together. This is how you know that there's a God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I mean, when you go under anesthesia and when a mother has a child, there's only 50% chance that you're going to live. That's right. So you're going into that birth. Into that delivery, knowing that there's a 50% chance that you might not live. But God, yes. who's crowned you with kindness and mercy. Amen. Amen. Said, not today. Mm -hmm. My God. I'm saying right now, I'm healed. I'm delivered from everything. Just seeing you come up the stairs. Amen. Amen. Just seeing her come up the stairs. And you know what? I'm going to show you all something that's even, even better. I feel the same way when I see Dominique come in. Amen. Amen. I feel the same way. Ain't no different when I see you come in here. Amen. See, this is love. This is how you know. You know them by their fruit. You know them by their fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. And a good tree can't produce bad fruit. Amen. Wow. I should know them. See, it's wonderful. That's a miracle. But that's a miracle, too. Amen. That's a miracle, too. Amen. God is good. It's just a miracle in a double fold because the, the enemy is about division. And God is about unity and oneness. Yes. And to have a family in the, the gathering in the same place is a double force to be reckoned with against the enemy. They, to be blood family and to be spiritual family all in one in the same place, oh, yeah. how the enemy keeps trying to divide family, because yeah. he's against family. He sure is. Um, but we're going to jump right into our teaching. We <laughs> were talking about hope against hope, and I, I know that's what has brought my family here, <coughs> hope against hope. Amen. Amen. We're going to turn to our foundation scripture, um, Romans 4, verse 18 through mm -hmm. 22. Glory that's Romans 4, verse 18 through 22, and it's in the complete Jewish Bible that I'll be reading it from. You can follow along you in can King James. King James is all Don't amplify whatever you He's got. saying the same thing. <laughs> whatever you got. He's saying the same thing. Say that scripture one more time for me. That's uh, Romans 4, 18 through 22. Chapter 4, verse 18 through 22. And we're teaching on hope against hope. For he was past hope, yet in hope he trusted that he would indeed become a father to many nations. And keeping with that, 
what had been told, so many will your seed be. His trust did not waver, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered that Sarah's womb was dead too. Mm. He did not, by lack of trust, decide against God's promise. On the contrary, by trust he was given power as he gave glory to God, for he was fully convinced that what God has promised, he could also accomplish. This is why it was credited to his account as righteousness. Again, for he was past hope. There was no reason to hope. Mm. The situation looked like Jeez. it was impossible. So when it was impossible, yet he hoped and trusted and believed in God and that he would be the father for many, of many nations and keeping with what he had been told. This is the thing. We don't keep what we've been told, the word of God. We don't keep that as truth, which would be that he would be the seed of many nations. His trust did not waver. He wasn't double-minded. He didn't think, well, maybe it's not going to work out. He didn't even consider his own body, which was, he was 100 years old. Talking about having a child. And at that time, he was 75. Wife looked younger. But it took 25 years before they actually gave birth. So hope against hope. So as time continued to pass, obviously for us, we probably would have given up probably in the first year, less than the first year, probably the first three months. 24 hours. Is that it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yes. We don't want to wait. Mm -mm. We have our own timing because, again, in our body, it's discomfort for us. Our situation is uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I feel like, you know, I need to do something. So you try to take control of your own life. And you can't take, well, you can take control of your own life, but you're not, it's not going to turn out right for you because you are calling yourself God. You see yourself as God. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make this right. And you can't because you know why? You didn't create you. You did not create yourself. So the day that you start to think, that you can fix your life, think again, because you didn't make your life. Mm -hmm. I love what he's saying here, is that by trust he was given power. Because he trusted in God, that gave him power to mm. continue to believe. So when you don't trust in God, you lack power to believe. You decide to lay down and die. You decide that this situation is going to overtake me. You decide to bow down to your situation and say to your situation, you're my God and I surrender. The situation. You're starting to say that my situation is greater than God. So we find it almost impossible to praise God when things are not good. Can someone give me an example mm -hmm. of what you thought was probably your most worst day in your life? And you actually gave God a true praise.
praise and say, Lord, I thank you anyway. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when my grandma's sister passed away, which is my aunt, mm -hmm. I have a question, guy. Didn't shake my fist necessarily, like mad and furious, angry, because he's the perfect guy. He makes no mistakes. Mm -hmm. But then my emotions caught, got to caught with me mm -hmm. to where my flesh and my spirit will battling each other. They so will. I was like torn, like, mm -hmm. okay, he took her away. And she's a, but that was a, it was a natural health cause. She had cancer. Mm -hmm. But um, I still was kind of like down in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's what the devil wants. He wants you to get you when you're vulnerable, get you when you're hurt, get you when, you, when you're mad, when, mm -hmm. you, when you want to stay hopeless, but you feel mm -hmm. hopeless. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I mm -hmm. even praise you now? Mm -hmm. But see, the thing is, you got to praise God even the good and the bad days. Mm -hmm. Why should it take the, when something's <laughs> going wrong, then we want to be like, Lord, Lord. But then when everything is, um, going good, then we'll be cool. We'll be like, oh, hallelujah, and yeah. shouting and running <laughs> around. No, you need to praise God in that hallway mm -hmm. if it's already done praise. That's Amen. right. Amen. And All we right. have to continue to live our lives that way. Amen. And what causes us not to is that the thing that we count as the most treasure in our life, mm -hmm. money. Money. This is why he said it's the root of all, be all evil. It's you the know root. What? It's the root. Didn't but say, it's not evil. It's not evil, but it's the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Imagine what money causes people to do. Kill the parents. Mm -hmm. Kill the kids. Human trafficking. There you go. Money. Let's <laughs> say that together, right? <laughs> we won, y'all. We won. We won. You're going to hear that quite often. Money. money will divide a family. You know, you have a will or something left, and people fighting over, you know, where the money is going to go. Money. It is the root of all evil. Money causes, money is your barometer of your happiness. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Money is. And what's so sad about it, with the celebrity, with all the money that they make, they are still not happy. And they seek out another happiness, and what end up, end up being their happiness is death. They commit suicide. Robin Williams, Michael Jackson. Whitney There's so Houston. many more, Whitney Houston. There's so many more. Think about it. So they turn to drugs initially, but then the first drug is not good enough, then I have to do something else because the, the high, there's no high to get you out of your body except you be raptured. That's the ultimate high. Mm -hmm. This is why they go from one drug to the next. And because the flesh, there's no satisfying the flesh. No satisfying the flesh. It wants more and more and more and more. To be with one woman or one man is not good enough. I want more and more and more. A, a new car is not good enough. Then I want another car, another house, and more and more. See, the flesh is never satisfied. Food, this is what obesity. More and more, and we feel, we, we feel that we're getting unhealthy, and we see it, and we feel it, but your flesh wants more and more and more what's not good for it. This is why celebrities can't stay married. Because they have one wife, but they want another one. They want this more and more. And they're not happy. Not happy. None of them. So it can't be money. It can't be fame. Amen. 
Because they got all that. Yep. Yet they still cons uh, commit suicide. Yes. Murder. And so on. So it can't be that. Mm -hmm. So it's really a trapping. Exactly. It's it really is a trapping. Trap. Money, it is a trapping. And we all have succumbed to it at one point in time. Because any time that you are, money can control your happiness. And that's for me, it never has. Because I always pursued peace. Amen. I have to have peace. I can have money, but I have no peace. I have no peace, I can't enjoy my money. I need peace. peace. I need a peace of mind. Because you don't have peace, you have no self-control. You have no self-control, you're destructive. You have to have peace. And you start making decisions when you're in that emotional state. Mm -hmm. And then your decision starts to make decisions. That's right. And you can't stop, you can't stop now it. what Momentum. you have put in motion. So you really need peace. Don't make any decisions when you're emotional. Mm -hmm. Don't make any decision. Stop. Don't make any judgments when your emotion mm -hmm. are ruling you. You're going to make a mistake. Your flesh always want to tell you how bad it is. Your flesh want to convince you how miserable your life really is. Your flesh reminds you where you're living, how much you have in your bank account, what you're never going to have. Your flesh tries to dictate to you your future. Your flesh does. And you agree. And you are, you are mm -hmm. your own worst enemy. Not me, not mm -hmm. the next person, but you are your own worst enemy. The battlefield is truly in your mind. That's where the battlefield is. It's not outside of you. It's not the person next to you. It's you. What do we do now to really get a hold of our life and really have a real hope in God? Mm. Not a wish factor. I'm wishing on something. Come on. I love here when Abraham says that he was fully convinced mm. that the promise that God had already said that they were accomplished, that they were already done, and he didn't see it. So because he believed on it, God credited to his account as righteousness. So this means that our trust in God is our currency, mm. not your job. Uh-oh. Your trust in God is your currency. Mm. That's your cash flow. It's your trust. You can't work enough hours to make enough money to do the things that you think you want to do. Amen. Because you know why? What's going to happen is your flesh is going to get in the way. Amen. Your flesh is going to trip your, your natural cash up. <laughs> You're going to overspend. Yep. As soon as you make more, you overspend Spend what's not there. Fall behind. Mm -hmm. Now you're grieving because I don't have enough. And I have worked now working two jobs. Mm. Not still can't get over. Still can't get over. <laughs> and because still can't get over. you don't, you have your hand in the wrong currency. Your trust is in the green, 
and your trust is not in God. Mm. And here, and God, everything is sure, is done. You just don't see it. That's why, that's why you don't believe in. So that's why my hand is in the green, what I can see. Mm-hmm. But that is the big problem. Exactly. But we were created from nothing. You were created from nothing. What you couldn't see. So how do you try to live by what you can see and you came from nothing? You came from the invisible. But you're trying to live by the visible. You're made up of the invisible. You're made up of matter. Atoms. You're made of molecules. Molecules. You can't see them. But, but yet, you, I see you. That's right. right. That's right. And there was a hope in us. Because there's a future. The nature of hope is that it's future and it's invisible. See, we are wishing for things in our lives. We're not hope. in the hope. We're not, our hope is not in God. Our hope is just out there. Mm. It's a concept. It's a story. It's a mythical story. Your hope is. And he told you in his word, he said, better for them who have believed and have not seen. Better. He said, it's better that you believe and have not seen. Do y'all, do y'all, do y'all get that? But, but you know why it's hard? Because I feel it. I, I mm-hmm. go with my feelings now. Mm-hmm. I'm going on my site now. All right. They about to cut my lights out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on that. Right. But you're still living. Yeah. But you you might not have light, but you're still in a place. Right. I'm just saying, but better for them who believe and have not seen. And when you don't put your hope into practice, your hope doesn't work. You don't put your hope, and your hope is your trust. It's a fa- hope is the faith is your foundation of your hope. Mm. Exactly. You start to lose hope because you don't put it into practice. You don't put your trust in God into practice. So it's just a concept. Yep. And for my life, and it's so real for me, is because of my peace was the thing that I was pursuing, which is God, is that, okay, life's out, so that means it's time to pray. No food, it must be time to fast. fast. See, it's how you look at it. It's your, your it's perspective. Your pers- how do you see it? Spiritually, not naturally, as a believer, what do I do in this situation? Do I just cry? Do I complain? Do I complain about what I have no control about? The things that you have no control about, you pray. The things you do have control about, you do. You don't need prayer. That's nothing supernatural about the things that's natural. What's natural is that you go to work if you have a job. What's supernatural is that what you have is now increased and people favor you because of how you're living. Amen. Believing that someone will walk up to you and say, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but God just told me to throw, you know, $100 into your life. I'm just being obedient. But you don't expect that. I expect every day that I leave out of my house to cross paths with someone that's going to favor me. Because I'm a child of the most high God. This is so good. I mean, like what you just said. I want to use that, what you just said. I, as y'all know, my, my son lost his job. 
come to me, I find a person who has availability for a job and don't call them. I can believe it. Yep. That's like faith. That's like faith without works. It's dead. Then you're, then you're struggling. Oh, God didn't do it. Yeah, he did. You just didn't obey. You just didn't obey. So guess what's going to happen now? The way of the transgressor is hard. That is my forever scripture for life. You make your way hard. You make your own way hard. Wait, listen, you make your own way hard with your disobedience. You make your own way hard when you don't tithe. You make your own way hard. You make your own way hard. Don't blame it on nobody. Don't blame it on nobody. Start with you. And then again, we have to be careful about. Here you go. Because just like God, he says, don't. Throw your pearls. We're not to pledge an oath on Jesus' name. Mm. 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 He said, not don't swear, because when you go into court, it says, you know, you know, do you swear? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of us go in court, well, I don't swear because the word of God said we're not to swear. They use a firm. And what he's saying here is don't take my name in vain. Don't say that you're a child of God and you don't live out the light. You're it's bringing shame to my name. It's not cussing. And this is what I believe is that when we do things for people, whether it's family or not family, is that I'm putting my name. I'm putting my name out, and I'm careful about bringing shame to my name. Uh-oh. We can't do that. You have to be careful and consider who I'm going to put my name out for. Because now when you do that, then someone else who's worthy to get that position, they would want now to speak to Greg because... Whoever you brought now, they didn't even call to show up. Now, you, we're putting our name. When you put your name out, be careful about putting your name out. Your name has a weight to it. And this is why I tell people, when I say I'm going to do something, I know for me, I don't know about the rest of you, when you say I'm going to be at a certain place or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that for you, I mean what My I say. Right. If I can't do it, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you know beforehand, and it has to be something really. I mean, some crazy event has to happen in my life as to why I can't be there, and you're gonna know why I'm not there. Not simply because I just decided not to. But we'll do that. We'll decide just not to do what's right. We'll just decide not to uphold our word, and your word is your bond. Amen. That's why he said he he swore upon his own self. Because he knew he couldn't lie. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Abraham had no reason to hope. Even when I went and I, I saw my sister initially when she had the stroke, I immediately, when I looked at her, I didn't see her mm. the way that they said she was. And what facts said that she was. And she could barely talk and couldn't move anything on the left side. I couldn't see that. But you have to be developed in your faith to not see earthly. Amen. I couldn't see earthly. So I said, I only see you whole. I don't see you any other way. And that's not, oh, you, you just saying things to make yourself feel good. No, Mm-mm. that's my faith. 
And God's word has caused me to hope. God's word has caused me to go into the future and see you walking. Mm. I see you walking. My hope went in the future. My hope went into an invisible. And hope causes you to envision. While she was in the bed. I envisioned her up and walking. And and then we saw it today. It came from eternity into time. And by her own words, God said, my word is even not in your mouth. And she said, I'm coming to church on Sunday. I'm talking when she initially had the stroke. Yes. Because God has something for us. And why are we going through what we go through in life? Do you ever question that? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Do you get upset? Hmm. Mom said sometimes. Sometimes and it's a truth. It's a true statement. Yep. And God is saying, why not you? That's what he's saying. Why not? I chose this. This is it. This is I'm the author and finisher of your faith, which is your life. Amen. 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 On that journey is something, ain't it? That journey is something. Just think about your life, you know, and some of the turns that it's taken thus far. Think, think about just for a moment, reflect, you know, the prior relationships in your life and and things that has happened in your life. Decisions you made. Decisions that you made and and the places that you you, you went to or, you know, by your own actions or by someone's, someone else's actions. Mm -hmm. And how... It could have been your life. I know it was me. How it really truly could have been your life. And sadly to say, and my nephew is, is he's gone on, and I don't want anyone else to ever think or say what he had said at one point. And he said, "I'm not, af- I'm not afraid to die. Not about the fear of death. He said, I'm not afraid to die." And he had recently got jumped by about, I don't know, four or six guys. And it got his mouth watered shut. And it was still a anger in him against God. And you could see how life, life can take a toll on you. Life situations, circumstance, mm-hmm. you ring up, good parents, bad parents. Uh, the absence of a father, the absence of a mother, and these things affect an individual. And we don't think it really does, but it does. But the thing about it is that this is why the word of God is here for us. He said, I'll become that father, that mother. Whatever you need, I'll become that. Because he, he knew before you were even forming your mother's womb that you would encounter all these different types of circumstances and people abuse, and events in your life. Abuse, neglect, whatever. And you think about it, we think the most worst sin is when a child is molested. Right? We, we th- certain things that we, we hold as a real dark and heavy sin. Or someone being raped. Or murdered. We think about these things and we, we weigh the sin. Homosexuality. That's right. Exactly. We weigh that. We weigh the sin. Sin is sin. And God truly just hates it. Amen. He truly hates it. A liar. And this is how he's able to forgive mm. the one that molested and the rapist. Mm. 
And the murder. And the murder. Because sin has no weight, but he simply hates it. But we weigh it. But we weigh it. And because you weigh it, this causes you mm. to be undeveloped in your growth. It causes you to be dysfunctional in some kind of way. Because of the weight that you have put on sin. Mom, you have something? So is that putting a weight on the sin? And is that similar to when you're in a courtroom and they come with a verdict mm -hmm. and you get a sentence? Mm -hmm. That sentence is mm -hmm. a heavier sentence. That's good, Mom. What they think is mm -hmm. a worse crime. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you get a lesser sentence. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because they think it's a lesser crime. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is, in other words, it's sin. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. And that's excellent. That and that's how we, mm -hmm. as born-again believers, that's what we weigh do. sin. That's perfect. That's what we do. But that's not what we're supposed to do. Because if you do, and then God, he will free and has freed the murderer. He's yeah. called a pardon. <laughs> and the course of this land, you're going to serve your time. Do y'all know, like when the president mm -hmm. come into office, I got you back there. Uh, president coming to office, he can actually um, pardon like criminals. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with Jesus and uh, Barabbas, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing. It's nothing new. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah, this is what he go. can do. That's right. Y'all love Allen Iverson, right? That's what, that's what happened to him. He got pardoned wow. by the governor. Mm -hmm. Pardon? He, got, he let him go. Free. He was guilty, but let him go. Wow. That's what Jesus, that's what he does. That's what his blood did for you. Right. Uh -huh. Right. That's what his blood did for you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be in that. He said, I, listen, I, listen, the law of sin and death is no longer applied to you. That's right. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and mm -hmm. Savior. That penalty for that death of that, which you were guilty, you won't be judged on it. See, a sinner, when, we get, when you get saved, you're not going to be judged on your sin. You're going to be judged now with the word. What did you do with my word? Because he's forgiven you your sin. Then he made a way for you, if you do sin, that you can repent. A fallen man cannot repent. A sinner cannot repent. He has to be born again. Amen. This is so good. A sinner cannot, listen, a person who is not born again cannot repent. He's in a fallen state. You have to be born again. You have to be born again. Mm -hmm. So now when the just man falls, he can, he can repent of his sins and the blood of cover it. You can't cover the blood unless you are born again. You can't be covered in it. And you would have no desire. To you have no desire. Because that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> I'm a professional sinner. Because if you were to try yeah. to repent as a sinner, what would you be turning away from if you were a sinner? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. That's right. You'll be deceived. There are uh, two people in the back. Two people in the back. Uh, okay, I think that um, as believers, we should also know what it says in the word that we should keep the speck at our eyes. That's right. You know, and, um, and also it says that we should not throw no stone. Mm -hmm. So people want to be all Bible something, like they do if you see people in the corner, like you're going to hell because you're this and that. But also it says, uh, God says to not judge. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, he's the just, just God, mm -hmm. not the unjust. Mm -hmm. um, See, like, before I was blind, now I can see. Because mm -hmm. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. 
Mm-hmm. I used to be fitting it up, but I, I felt like, you know what, you can't judge me. God says, uh, mm-hmm. everybody be all cliche, John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. But Jesus died for our sins. That means we have to die, too. That's right. be born again. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, right. It, it took me a long time to, to, to realize that, to get that conviction. And mm-hmm. when I was wrong, mm-hmm. I was so worldly. Right. But I, it says in the word, not to be of this world. Right. Not be transformed or conformed to the ways of this world. That you should like go ahead and be that light to that world, mm-hmm. but when you're so so much in that wilderness, mm-hmm. it's like you're shackled down and you're mm-hmm. you held down to the point where the devil's sitting there laughing at you, like go ahead and be my little puppet. Yeah, yeah. he will play you now. Yeah. And the other thing is, once you get that speck, he's telling you to move that speck out of your eye. So now, when you do judge, you don't judge condemn, you judge righteously. Yeah. Now, now if I see you in a sin. I should go to you. Oh, yeah. You yeah. To it, that's right. That's right. And that's what we do. We judge righteously um, to do that. So is that we're not judging the world. He's going to do that. But when it comes to us, when it comes to the believers, yes. oh, we do. We do judge righteously then. Mm-hmm. Because if I see the Bible says, if you see your brother in a fall, you that spiritual, restore him. Mm-hmm. Lest that same thing that I'm struggling with or what he's struggling with going to come on me. So it's like a built-in factor when you really are just, when you are made the just of, of God, when you do that. So you can go to your brother and tell him, listen, you shouldn't be doing that. In love. See, that's the, that's the beauty of it, that you do it in love. Amen? That's right. That's right. I see you, if I see you, you know, back into the, the fire, you don't want me to let you fall in the fire? We can do one more question because I need okay. to get through a little bit more. No, you go ahead, Darius. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, um, that baptism and what John did, um, but now he's going to, I'm going to baptize you with fire. But the thing of it is, he did baptize you for the mission of sin. And that's the whole point of this, that when you are saved, you don't want to sin. That's right. You, I shouldn't be having to come to you and getting the speck out uh, the plank out of your eye, or the or the speck out of mine. We should be living holy. He said, "Be holy, for I am holy." Amen. I mean, that's a command. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to do it. Then he says that you are no longer under the curse of sin and death. Why are you still sinning? Mm-hmm. If I'm free from that, it shouldn't be your, It shouldn't it, be my desire. It shouldn't my be nature. A it shouldn't be a struggle. Mm-hmm. You should love what he loves and hate what he hates. There you go. Hope against. You will get burned. Hope against hope. Mm-hmm. So, what words are associated with hope? We got to drill through this. Hope yep. is trust, reliance, and vision, foresight that allows you to predict and to prophesy. Hope. And we talked about the word against. With a, against, it means in conflict or disagreement with. Standing or leaning beside or in front of. So when we say hope against hope, what looked hopeless and no possibility against that, we stood against that mm. and trust and believe in God anyway. So looking at your circumstance and mm. situation, which looks hopeless and possible, is that you stand against that with the word of God and trust in him anyway. And this is what Abraham did with the age of 75 and his wife being well up in age, 
beyond childbirth. And God said, you would be a father of many nations. So let's go to our um, supporting. We'll go to our supporting scripture here. Which is Genesis 15, 5. And that's Genesis 15, 5. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Mm, mm, mm. This is God talking to Abraham. He took him outside of his circumstance. Not only did he physically bring him outside of his dwelling, his home, he took him outside of his way of thinking and his way of seeing. This is why he told him to look up at the stars in the sky, and if you can count them, if you can, because mm. that's how many it is. He said, you will be a father. He said, your offspring will be as the number of the stars in the sky. You will not be able to count them. Impossibilities. What impossible state are you in? Because God wants to bring you out of that. Bring you out of what you physically see every day. What you're experiencing every day. And see his way. Look through my creation. And see your possibilities. Look at the heavens and the earth that I've created. And if you can count the stars in the sky, if you can. He said, so will your offspring be. He had no children. He was 75. That's impossible. Impossible. There's no way. And you have some impossible things in your life. And God is saying, look to my word, my promises. They are all yes and amen. Mm. So be it. If you can get your mind off of your situation, get your eyes off of what you see and out of your feelings, mm. and in my word, you can see my promises. Envision my promise. Envision the possible for your impossibilities. And vision, you have to see it first. Hope against hope. <laughs> Things just not working out right. It's the worst as it's ever been. He said, against all of that, believe, trust in me. Mm, mm, and that will give you power to have hope when there's no reason to hope. You have to be in a situation and circumstance for that to be valid. The one you don't want to be in. And why I'm, I'm keep being in these situations to where I need to trust God. Because you have not come to a place to where you trust God. You have not decided that I, I trust God. Mm -hmm. I trust God. I rely on God. He's my provider. Not my job. Not the people around me. I don't care what situation I am. I trust God.
that somehow I will have continue to have shelter, I will have food, I will have what I need. My everyday needs are going to be met because I trust God. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you feel like. Because God's word is not about feelings. Amen. It's about trust. The impossible, what I can't see. When you envision. I'm telling you, the poorest person is rich. And they don't know it. <laughs> the, the poorest person right now is rich. And they don't know it. Because they can't envision nothing beyond that they are poor. And you should have what you say, I'm poor. You can envision you being rich. You can envision you're healthy. You can envision I'm finally going to be married to a man of God. Amen. You have to envision that. You have to envision that he's going to lead my family. That's a good thing. Amen. Amen. You have to see him declaring and decree and giving direction of his family now. Amen. You have to be that now. You have to see it now. But what's going on is that your situation is, is giving you the, 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 the uppercut and the okadoke and you get knocked out. But because you you're just standing there. Not fighting. And your fight is your faith, your trust. That's your fight. You have to contend. But you're not doing that. You are allowing your feelings again to get in your way. You're allowing your feelings to dictate to you, this is your situation. This is not going to change. This is the way it is. And then you, you get upset. You get depressed. And then now you are comfort in some kind of bizarre way by depression. And your tears. Your tears is bringing you comfort. comfort. And not the comforter. Exactly. Mm, yep. I give anyone 24 hours to deal with what you need to deal with. Hey, After that 24, you need to be up and going with hope. Because hope energizes you. Amen. Hope puts you in motion. It gets you going the right way. You're right. And this is why when we come together, mm -hmm. we, should pull, we should pull strength from each other. Amen. Because if you're not strong, guess what? I'm going to come to come to your aid and I'm going to encourage you. Y'all yeah. know encouragement is a gift. Yes. Thank you. Encouragement is a gift. You can come down to me if you want. But by the time you leave me, you're going to be encouraged. It's a gift. See, because you know why? I'm going to tell you the secret to the gift of encouragement. Because I don't see what you see. Amen. <laughs> now how the pastor is just as depressed as you can't help you out how the sheep how the shepherd gonna help the sheep then that's right how the shepherd gonna help the sheep if I'm down there you know just as depressed as you are and we go through things we do all the time you probably couldn't take it if you knew what we were going through but we just trust God and we always use the example that when pastor was laid off from his job after 14 years and no his income was the, the greater portion of uh, providing. 
And I'm like, well, wait a minute. The Word of God says, immediately we went to the Word. Word of God, first of all, we are tithers. We're not someone who has tithed. We are tithers. And Lord, you said if we bring our tithes in your house, we have meat in our house. There you go. And you said to prove you. Hmm. And now I'm calling upon you to be proven. I got seed in the ground. I have, we have seed in the ground. So now by faith, he started his business in three days. Hmm. By faith. And we rejoiced. And, said, and so this is why he was counted unto righteousness with Abraham because he still had a joy and he rejoiced in it. I didn't come home. Little Casper. We didn't know you didn't go crazy. The the we went we out and celebrated. We weren't depressed. We, we went out and celebrated. We celebrated. You, uh, you, you do the opposite yes. of what your emotions. Yeah. You do the opposite of what your emotions. Yeah. Lost my job. Still had $2,500 mortgage. Yeah. Still had $600 car note. Yeah. Still had, oh my God, four kids in the house then. Yeah. Still had, a, I mean, still. With the lost job and everything, we went out and celebrated. You do the opposite. That's right. You don't allow your flesh to take control of that moment. Amen. Oh, this is an opportunity for, for God, God to, to get, get his, his glory. glory. Amen. We won. We won. She didn't come home and we depressed and, you know, she didn't stop, you know, give me love and nothing, nothing of that. But that's what happened because you base your relationship. You base your relationship on your emotion. What she did, what she did was encourage me. Amen. Then I encouraged her. Yeah. Then she encouraged me. Yeah. And we went back and forth. We encouraged each other. Amen. We're not looking at what the circumstances and are. And then at any point to where we sense that the other person was just, you know, not in doubt, but just saying, Lord, what's going on now? I need something to break. And so <laughs> I would look at him. He would look at me, That's and we so knew what each other was thinking. We didn't speak. But I said, but we won't speak it. We will not speak nothing that's not the word of God. You cannot speak anything that's not the word of God. We're in this flesh, and we're going to be tried. But if it's not of faith, do not put it out Don't in the atmosphere. Because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it's faith. It's faith either way. What you believe in that's not true, you should have that <laughs> yep. because that's what you believe. Hey, right. You believe that you're going to lose, you're going to lose. If you believe that you're going to win, you're going to win because you have envisioned you're winning. I like the thing with Job. He said, that thing I feared has come upon me. Mm -hmm. What I feared the what most. What I feared the most has come upon me. Mm -hmm. See, you got to be careful. And see, I ain't give you, Jesus said, I ain't give you the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. But of what? Power. And a what? A sound mind. Good God Almighty. Hey. That's what he gave you. I got an amen on that. Yeah. Amen. See? Sound contact. Yes. So let's talk. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's Go ahead. talk about some of the results of hope. It changes how we see ourselves. Okay. Just got to get through. Got to get through a few of these things. Go ahead. Go ahead. It has results. Your faith has results. It changes how we see ourselves. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. First of all, you see yourself as a pilgrim, a person who's just sojourning, passing through this world, and this world is not your permanent home. That's your problem. You see this earth the way it is as your permanent home. And how many people have we seen come in this world and leave out of this world? 
Mm. and meant that that's not their permanent home. It's not our permanent home. And when you feel that it's your permanent home, you get upset about things when they don't turn out right because this is your permanent home, but it's not. It changes how you see yourself, how you view your life. Hope does. Second Peter 1, 10 through 17 says, and I consider it right as long as I'm in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by the way of reminder that this is not your permanent home. Amen. I'm here to remind you, don't get caught up on the things that are earthly because they fade away, they decay, they tarnish, and they soon go away. They're not permanent. Things in this earth, because it's in time, including us, has an expiration date. Thus, we do not rely on and depend on things in this earth. It's not lasting. Everything has an expiration date. Because you're in time, so everything in time decays. Amen. This is why even with a computer system, it's time to upgrade your system. Mm -hmm. Time to do upgrades because things change. Time causes for things to change. Hope, it changes what we value. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and it does something so wonderful. It actually, the word of God actually blasts out of, out of our way the deception of what we think is reality. Hope actually is the tool that blasts away your deception of what you perceive as reality. And what you perceive as reality is the things that's in time. You don't perceive reality as eternity. This is why it's hard for you to actually receive God mm. as reality because he's not in time. You perceive this table and the people here and what you see in your car and your job and what's in your bank account, as yes. your reality. Right? Yes, they do. But tomorrow, the people that you live with and you see today may not be there tomorrow. But that was your reality. Right? What's in your bank account? What you know that's there or not there now <laughs> is your reality. That's real to you. Yep. That's the real deal. Really, really. God is not the real deal. Your reality is everything that's in time, and it shouldn't be. What should be your reality is what's eternal that you can't see. Yes. Can I just add that? It's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because he said, huh? For the word of me. Both. Okay. <laughs> Back to the word. <laughs> Back to the word. He said that he has hidden eternity yes. in your heart. Amen. It's hidden. Right. But it's there. Yes. It's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Seek me. Yes. And he's, he's that eternity that's in he's, your heart. Y'all got to get it. 
He is that. That's already inside of you. But it's this is this is not our reality. It's not. It's not. Our, this is he why said, it's hard. I'm in you. I'm just saying he's saying I'm in you. Yes. That's not a real reality to you. No. Just like when I say when two or three are gathered, mm -hmm. there he is in the midst. He's here right now. Amen. Same God mm -hmm. that said, let there be. Yes. Same God that spoke to Abraham. Same God that parted the rest. Same God is sitting right here in this in these in these chairs. Same God. Is that a reality to you? Mm. Really? Is it? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. He, he can't lie. Then he said, my word is not the, even in your mouth. His Amen. word is in your mouth. Yes. When you speak, she's speaking the word of God is his word in his mouth. See, y'all look at y'all Bible. Y'all don't realize that is a living entity. Amen. Then that same living entity, because we are finite, mm -hmm. which means we have a limit in our thinking. Amen. This is why you have to have a new mind. Mm -hmm. He said, now my word is living. It's, 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 this, is the, this is a living entity, just like he is in his word. He said, the engrafted word. Mm -hmm. See, it becomes a part of who you are. Amen. So you, but it's see, only we, living if it's on the lips of a believer. There you go. Oh. It is dead. There you go. As a written logos. The logos. Word, if you're not a believer. It's not Rhema. Because if you're not believing and you speak the word of God, it's not living. It's, it's living. not active. Right. It's not alive. Jesus. The word of God is dead huh. to on the lips of those who don't believe what they're saying. That's right. This is why he can say, get away from me at the end time. That people saying, well, Walk God, didn't we cast out demons in your name? He said, he said, get away from me. I never knew, knew you. you. Hold on. Only on the lips of a believer is my word mm -hmm. alive and active and living. That's why when you get truly repentant, you have to speak it. That's Amen. Right. Amen. It Amen. becomes alive. Amen. Living That's and why. dwelling inside of you. My God. Because when you get saved, because that, you can't get saved unless you repent. Confess. Because so, you confess. You said you said you confess with your mouth, but you believe in your heart where eternity is. But go ahead. We talk about how hope, what are the results of hope? And just a little bit of uh, what Matthew has to say here. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasure upon earth, which moth and rust and it comes to destroy and, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm. Where neither moth or dust or decay is there, and thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So the question is, where is your treasure? What is your treasure? Tied to your heart. Mm. Mm. What <laughs> is your treasure? <laughs> it affects what we do with our lives. Hope does. It affects what we do with our lives, our talents, our time, and what we value. Hope, Hope does. It affects what you do with your life mm. and your talent and your time. If you have no hope or have hope for nothing, you do nothing with your time. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's so good. Why are some people, uh, quote, unquote, successful and others are not? Hope even worked for those who don't believe in God. Because mm. hope give a person expectation. Good gracious. Okay? <sighs> hope makes you set goals. Come on. Mm. Be consistent. Hope 
gets you to have time frames and targets and, and when I'm going to accomplish this particular thing. But when there's no hope, it is what it is. And it shall be exactly that, what it is. In most cases, in the African-American culture, it is truly what it is. There's nothing of value because he had no real hope. We're talking about the results of hope. <coughs> Your talent. What are the talents that God has given you? He's given you some, some innate God-given talent. Everybody. Without any education. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, athletics, yeah, they do. They Everybody have to go to school for that. Everybody it's just in them. Some people are just gifted to talk. That means you should be an intercessor. <laughs> it should be praying. <laughs> That's what it means. It's gifted to talk. That's what it means. <laughs> Some people are very business-minded, but they don't want to run the business. They want somebody else to do it. It's <laughs> some things about you think about your life. What are your talents? I mean, what do the Word of God says that we're supposed to leave enough for our children's children? And because... You go back, you know, with your, your parents and their parents and their parents, and because they didn't leave enough for their children, children, it makes, it continues, the next generation. And we don't have enough for our children's children. Think about it. What are some of your talents that you're not utilizing? What are some of your talents you haven't cultivated? What are you doing with your time? Mm. What are you thinking of? What are you meditating on? What do you value? Mm. I love this in Titus 2, 1 through 13. Me too. And I'm just going to read it. But as for you, he tells us how we should be using our time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Older men are to be temperate. Mm. Dignified, mm. sensible, mm -hmm. sound in faith, in love, and perseverance. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, mm. not malicious in gossip, nor enslaved to too much wine and teaching what is good, that they may encourage the young women to love their husband, mm -hmm. to love their children, Ooh. to be sensible, pure, workers at home, Kind, being subject to your own husband, that the word of God may not be dishonored. Likewise, mm. urge the young man to be sensible. Uh -oh. In all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds and purity in doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, in order that the opponent may be put to shame, oh. in order that Satan may be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Satan have too much to bad to say about us. And he's you know the what? accuser. And not only is he accusing us, he, he's doing it in truth. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, mis not misrepresenting you know, us. He, we are being represented the way we should. He's telling God, look at him, see that? Because he's saying what is true. How you're behaving, how you're conducting yourself. Good God. He said, don't allow your opponent to put you to shame. You say you're a believer, but you're going through and you're crying out as if you don't believe. 
you're worrying, you're doubting, you're putting your God to shame. He says, so we shouldn't look bad. The enemy having us, we're having ourselves look bad, but he really accusing what he does. He come and have a conversation with you after you had a conversation with yourself. And then you, you and the accuser agree that, yeah, we're not going to follow God, and I'm going to sit here and worry, and no, it's not going to work out right. And, and you're right. And what's the use of doing this? I'm not seeing any, any fruits from my seed that I've sown. So you even, even have people saying that, well, I've sown before, you know, and bad stuff still happened to me. Yep. Because you have chance. You're in life. <laughs> There's chance to happen to everybody. And then how you sow would be an issue, too. Were you, were, you, what, were you happy? No. Generous? Were you, what, how did you sow your seed? Yeah, this is, this is really good. Hope is not for you to have an escape attitude. A lot of time we read yep. just hoping so you can get out of your situation. You, you have an escape attitude. They're hoping for the rapture. They don't want to go through the beginning of sorrows. Hope really causes you to pursue a whole new dimension of life. Wow. It gives you power to live a courageous life and to be all that God has called you to be, a courageous life. And in face of all what looked like is defeat, hope causes you to be courageous. I'm going to talk about a few rewards and blessings and hope. Hope gives you joy and peace. I said this when I was visiting Sherry, is that, my God, she is smiling a lot. Yes, Lord. <laughs> she has joy. I wasn't seeing her look depressed and, you know, anything. She, she has joy. So there was a joy and peace and hope. And my hope of getting out of here, my, my hope of, of going to God's house, I, I have a hope and an expectation. Mm, mm, mm. And she said to me years back, and I, I never forgot it, she said, because of the way that the body of Christ have misrepresented God, she says, I tell you what, if you ever get your own ministry, I'll come. There she go. And she's here. Amen. Amen. Hope, rewards, and blessings. It gives us joy and peace. It gives you protection. First of all, protection over your mind. Yes, Lord. Please. <laughs> it gives you strength. Mm -hmm. And boldness. Amen. It allows you to face fear. It allows you to face death if you had to. Don't go there. It gives us an endurance and a comfort. This hope does. It gives you confidence in the face of death as Jesus himself had. Not my will, Father, but your will be done. Amen. Paul says, whether Amen. I live or I die, That's the best. it is gain. Mm. Now that is a statement. Whether I live or die, it is gain. gain. I win either way. Amen. Uh -huh. 
I win either way. Like I said, my husband said, he, he going, he's going to go home. Yeah. He's he going to go home to his wife or he's going to go home to his father. Amen. But he's going home. This is a reward mm. of a believer that mm. walks in hope. Amen. It gives us confidence in our ministry. You have a ministry. But there's a negative side when you have false hope. Mm. Tricky. Tricky. Because the hope wasn't true, you don't have joy or gladness, but you have sadness because you had a false hope. Your hope was not in God. I just want to talk real quick about what hope depends on. It depends on a spirit-filled life. You have to be filled with the spirit. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope, he's the God of hope, mm. fill you with all joy, peace, in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. It's for Diane. Mm. And peace. In believing. In believing, comma. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter says, therefore gird your minds for action. Keep sober in your spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Fix your hope on the God of hope. Uh, that's a very revelatory scripture, Romans 15, 13. I could definitely expound on that a little more. But, uh, <laughs> but I, what I, I want to get to... It's to sum up what was going on with Abraham. Not only what was going on with Abraham with uh, him being 75 years old and, and God promised him that he would be a father of many nations, but God actually requests for Abraham to leave where he was living, to leave from a place of what he was familiar with. And in our case, that doesn't have to necessarily be about a physical leave, but a mental leave of where you've been living in your mind. Hope against hope. Abraham, the father of faith, continued to believe, and his promise was realized. He was asked to believe, knowing he was 75, to have a child, and not only that, he was asked to leave his home. And the, the most challenging thing and it was the third thing that God asked him to do during this hope thing. And I'm going to go through the list of it. He did have this son at age 100. And he named him Isaac. Isaac obviously means laughter. And Isaac brought them a lot of laughter. Later he was told to sacrifice his only son. Well, at that time he had to. A little later, but we'll talk about Isaac. He was later told to sacrifice him. 
And I can imagine Abraham said, hope of my hope, God, you're asking me to sacrifice. Everything that I hoped for for 25 years, and you gave me my son at the age of 100, and now you're asking me to sacrifice my hope. You're asking me to sacrifice my hope against hope. My hope against hope was my son Isaac. And you're asking me now to, 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 to tie him up and bring him on the altar and take his life. My hope against hope. You're asking me, I waited for this. This doesn't make sense. Something that you gave me, and I believed in when there was no reason for me to believe, now you turn around and ask me to give that up. What kind of thought is that? That's mm. He laid his son on the altar. He laid his hope against hope. became a reality for him that was real and evident for him. He laid that on the altar to be sacrificed. He obeyed God. And because he obeyed God, his sacrifice lived. His sacrifice died, but his sacrifice lived. His sacrifice died in a sense because he brought Isaac up to kill him himself. And because he obeyed God, he said he gets to live. A living sacrifice. His son Isaac became a type of a shadow of Jesus. A living sacrifice. Hope against hope. And then Isaac had sons. And one of those was Jacob. Jacob had sons who became a great nation. Jacob's son became Israel. The great nation that was promised to Abraham. Look into the sky and count the stars if you can. And so shall your seed be. Nation. You're telling me at 75 years of age, I'm going to birth children? And not only that, but they're going to birth nations out of them? That became the nation of Israel. And then what became out of that nation? The great apostles. And what became out of that nation? The people are here now today. His hope against hope, the promise was realized. The promised land, when he told him to leave, he received the promised land. He received his son. He received the nation of Israel. So many people he could not count. And you're part of that today. My question to you is, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? Are you hoping for other generations? Are you, are you, are you hoping for other generations? Yes, but I want you to understand today before you leave, really, 
the revelation of, of hope. Because if you're still seeing your situation or circumstance, you're not seeing in the spirit. Faith is the foundation of hope. How can hope be present without faith? Because faith is the foundation of hope. Hope itself calls out to evidence of the thing that you're hoping for. Evidence calls out to substance, and substance calls it unto now. Hope calls and it cries out beyond into the future. It calls out for the future, what you're hoping for, for it to be right now. And hope calls unto faith for its reality, what I don't see. Hope is causing and calling faith to form and shape my reality. Hope is, is requiring faith to embody it. The thing that you can't see and that you want. Your hope is calling out for the evidence of things not seen. We know that the book of Hebrews speaks of faith being the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. What are you hoping for that you need the evidence to see it? What is that? Because Abraham was an excellent example of being patient. It's about God's promise and at God's timing. Everything that you experience as a believer is for God's glory. Because your life is not your life, Mom. Sometimes our family are being hurt and they're going through certain things. And, and if we could change something about it, we would. Is it part of God's plan? Was it part of God's plan that Abraham had to suffer that and then at one point to sacrifice his only son? Would you be willing to do that? Think about that, Dinka. Would you be willing to, to sacrifice your child? You've been waiting for, expecting. No, the truth is no. And you know why? Because it's not a reality that God is God. It's like we think that when something like that's being asked, that God is taking something away from me. What he was trying to get to Abraham was the nation of Israel. Mm, mm, mm. You. It's not even about your son. It's about your obedience. Mm. I don't want your son. Nope. I don't want your child. I don't want your husband. I don't want your body to be afflicted. I want your obedience. <laughs> and that's all he's asking today is to trust me. I want your trust. Amen. 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 I pray that today that hope against hope has brought you to a place to where you really trust God. Thank you for being a part of Walker Ministry to where we believe in, in the one new man in the Messiah, Jew and Gentile. Amen. We thank you that you've come here to hear the word of God. And I pray that it has reached a heart of flesh and is able to change your life forever. Dynamic change. Dynamic change. I'm looking for dynamic change in Sherry's life. Dynamic change. I have faith. That's what I believe. 
can't nobody tell me no different because my hope has went into the future and I have envisioned her Amen. completely whole, eradicated from any affliction upon her body. 